occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 71. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this warm, warm eve. Things are heating up, ladies and gents and everyone else. Things are heating up, and I'm not talking about the weather. What are you talking about? The oven. I hope so. I'm really, really hungry. Me too. What are you covering today? This week, I'm going to be talking about the Oakville blobs. If you loved the Kentucky meat shower, you're going to be super hyped for these little blobby boys. I was going to ask if it was similar to the meat shower, because that's what it reminded me of when you said it. I love that we're 20 seconds in and you're already punching the desk. It's not the desk, it's the mic. I still haven't found the right position, so my glasses cling onto it sometimes. Come. Like Clang. Listen to the podcast. We're professional. Clang. It sounds like shorts. Shorts. Swords. Wait. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Swords. Swordsman. What are you talking I'm, about? I'm covering the Roswell incident. Incident. G. Oh Willikers. goodness. Which is uh, basically, were there aliens? No. Guess we'll find out. But we will. first, more alien topics in strange news this week. You might already know this one because it's big news at the minute. Big nudes. It's also fitting for my topic today, as I said. So the Pentagon and a number of intelligence agencies are required to prepare a report saying what they know about UFOs, basically. Wow. And this is expected to be delivered as early as the 1st of July. I did not know that. That's interesting. I I shared a TikTok about it to our Instagram the other day. Can you please just do some, like, mouth exercises? Hey, hey, hey. Bip, bap, bibbin, bop. Anyways, part of this will be visible to the public. So we'll be able to see if there are any alien-y boys around. Mm, Yeah, part of this. It's like redacted, redacted, redacted. North Carolina, redacted, redacted. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. I can tell you now. But I'm still excited about it. Good. So in 2019, leaked videos were shown on the news. And these videos were sent in from... they They were of Navy ships... And they show um, strange objects in the sky that can only be seen by infrared cameras. And the Navy confirmed that these videos were real. So they basically were just like, yeah, UFOs are a thing. We can't hide it anymore because you already know. Fair enough. No one really talks about it, I think, just because the internet is the way it is. But we could find out some more spooky alien goodness. Was that around the same time that that TV show host fake fainted? Wendy Williams? Yeah. I don't know. I think that was earlier. I don't know. Oh, Every was. year seems to blend into one now. Yeah, because there was that conspiracy that she did that to take away from the other big news that they didn't want you to know about. I'm sure something happened on both of those, for both of those circumstances. Yeah, right. People Sometimes. don't just ignore aliens. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of what's going to happen sometime soon. And I'm really excited. Also terrified because aliens are scary. They might be nice. Oh, yeah, they might be nice. It's just like, I think it's a childhood fear of mine that's still living within me. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get you. Aliens are pretty spooky, but I feel like I'm just thinking of grey aliens. If they look like 
like for example Lotto hugging Bear because he sat right on our um our desk. I wouldn't be afraid. Maybe I would because Lotto hugging Bear was the bad guy in Toy Story Three, and he's looking right at me. True, yeah, but I don't know, man. He's fluffy. He is fluffy. And I don't think I can truly fear something that is that fluffy. It's like bears. If you take away their fluff, terrifying. With fluff, cute. Bears are bears should be a crime. Bears should be bears a crime. Bears should be arrested. It is a criminal to rest to arrest every single bear. It should be criminal to be that soft and huggable. It's bringing a tear to my eye. They are the cutest little things ever. Big things. Why do they want to eat you? Why are they dangerous? Right? Why are they territorial? Make them soft. No, it's horrible. Bears, raccoons, wolves, possums. All of them don't want to be near you. They're forbidden animals and I want to touch them. But they are so fluffy. I'm going to hug every animal one day. I will hug a bear. I might not live it. It'll be the last animal I ever hug. <laughs> yeah, save that one till last. Yeah. Okay, tell me about your blobs. All right. So my sources this week are sciencefocus.com, unsolvedmysteries.fandom.com, abovetopsecret.com, scientificmystery.com, unbelievable-facts.com, huffpost.com, and Wikipedia. Went on a bit there. I know. Well, it's because I started off and I only had four sources and I was like, I need more than this. And then I kind of got carried away. All right. So this is probably going to be a short but sweet story from me because there's not a lot of hot takes on these little blobs. This incident happened in Oakville, which is a city in Grays Harbor County, Washington. There's an area where there's a deeply wooded forest on one side and the Chehalis River on the other. Overall, the city only spans about 0.5 square miles, so it's pretty tiny, which is made obvious when you can see that there's only 690 people that live there from the 2019 estimate. Wow, that's very small. Yeah, right. That's like this apartment block. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it is. (laughs) For some unnecessary history, notable people of Oakville are Hazel Pete, a basket weaver, Catherine Van Winkle Palmer, a paleontologist, and Frank Hinman Waskett, a delegate from... This sounds wonderful, right? From what I can gather, a delegate is just like an MP or a councillor, but American. I love that. Now you know. Okay, I'll get on to the, the, the real reason we're all here. The, the beef. The beefy blob story. Back on August 7th, 1994, it was a mild morning like any other in Washington. Honestly, I have no clue if that's accurate or not, because my geography skills are lacking. I do not know what the climate of Washington is like. Why do you always talk about the climate then? Every episode you mention climate anyway, it but was... you don't really know the climate of anywhere. Yeah, that's Maybe pretty much should... this entire podcast. It's just me saying things and hoping to God that they're right. Yeah, and talking about the weather in yeah. various locations. I like to know, Ab. She's British, can you tell? Anyway, it was a day. It was 3am, in fact, on that day, and many of the Oakvillians, which is, I'm coining the term, were wrapped soundly in their beds. But outside, strange things were happening. It began to rain, covering a 20 square mile area, which doesn't sound too strange, right? No. Well, what if I told you (laughs) it was raining gelatinous blobs? I would say, that's disgusting and hilarious. (laughs) That's right. 
those night owls that were up noticed the event, specifically Officer David Lacey. He was on patrol around the neighbourhood, just hanging out with the other person that was with him, because people patrol in twos, don't they? And then it started to rain. So he put the wipers on, as you do, but it started smudging and smearing this goo all over his windscreen. Oh my gosh. So he had to pull over at a petrol station and manually like get it all off. The car's getting an ultrasound. <laughs> Fuck off. Understandably, he didn't want to touch this goo, so he went into the station and grabbed a pair of latex gloves first. I feel like you wouldn't do that. I feel like you'd just absolutely squidge it the first chance you got. Maybe you'd sniff Obviously, it. Obviously, I would squidge it, smell it. Yeah. Taste it? Uh, depending on how it smelled. No, I probably wouldn't taste it. I'd definitely give it a squish and a sniff. I feel like you'd grab it in your hand and then you'd watch it like ooze out between your fingers. Yeah, probably. Like jelly bath. How else are you supposed to like thoroughly examine something? <laughs> you sound like Lenny. Lenny? From, um... From Of Mice and Men. Did yeah. you just make an English literature reference? Yeah. Can you tell I'm British? <laughs> For those wondering, he described it as feeling very mushy and similar to jelly. Well, he said jello, not jelly. But you're wrong, I'm right, you get the point. The gelatinous rain stopped falling shortly after. And in the morning, the other residents of Oakville found a sticky residue and some leftover blobs where the jelly had fallen in the early hours. Oh boy, leftovers. <laughs> You're so gross. The blobs were only about half the size of a grain of rice, but it was still pretty obvious that something was odd. By that very afternoon, Officer David and many other residents of Oakville had become incredibly sick. They couldn't breathe well, see well, they had vertigo, and just felt super nauseous. Oh no, the blobs are evil. I thought they were wholesome. Evil blobs. I would be so sick, because I would have been squishing and snorting them the whole night. <laughs> yeah, you're like doing like blob angels in them, just <laughs> laying down. <laughs> snorting blobs. One woman, Dottie Barclift, was found by her daughter laying on her bathroom floor, too weak and exhausted to move. Her daughter, Sunny, said she looked super pale and was covered in sweat, although she was freezing cold. She took her mum to hospital, and her mum was in hospital for three days because she was so unwell. Oh, wow. Sonny, being an absolute legend, was like, maybe this is because of those weird blobs. I'm going to go take a sample and send it to a hospital. And it's lucky she did, because the rain fell another five times in the coming three weeks, and more and more people were getting sick with these flu-like symptoms. Apparently, Sonny's adopted kitten succumbed to the illness and passed away no these stupid blobs another i'm gonna punch a blob <laughs> another cats and dogs were like getting sick and some of them died no so sunny sent that off to the hospital and the lab technician at the hospital who had analyzed it said that they had human white blood cells in ew yeah oh god i've just squished human white blood cells <laughs> Oh god, oh god, oh no. Obviously people freaked out after that, and the Washington State Department of Health got involved. 
They said there were no human white blood cells in, and not to panic, because there were no nuclei, which you need in a human white blood cell. Right. However, Mike McDowell, who worked for the Washington State Department of Health, found that some of the bacteria in the blobs could also be found in the human digestive system. Oh no. But still, no one could figure out what it was, or how it had fallen from the sky. So the confusion went on for months, and exactly one year after the event, Dottie wanted answers. Understandably. She had stashed some of these blobs away in her freezer for safekeeping. Oh my god, she froze the blobs. She was like, you're mine, get in. Smart. I love to imagine that she's just put it in a Tupperware next to like her roast beef for dinner. Probably. That, I love that. It's how you store things, isn't it? Goodness me. No regard for human safety. <laughs> in case you get hungry, you got a blob. Oh, God. Could you imagine? You know, like when your mum's like, you can't eat that in the fridge, it's for Christmas. Or like, it's for the birthday or the picnic or something. Yes, I have strong memories of that. Yeah. So like, you know how you used to kind of sneak in and not ask your mum what you could eat because you wanted to eat it? Yes. That, but with gelatinous blobs. You're like, wow, mum's got jelly. Frozen no. jelly. It's the blob. <laughs> the blob. The Wii game. So she grabbed some of these stashed blobs and sent it to Amtest Laboratories, which is just a private research facility. Here, Tim Davis found what he believed to be an eukaryotic cell. And what's that? <laughs> I've written here, like, don't worry, I'm not expecting you to know because I was imagining you just, like, freaking out, pretending that everything was fine and that you totally knew what that was. What if I did? You just assumed that I didn't? No, no. I'm, I was I'm, good at science. I'm going to tell you. All right. Well, what if I already know? Go on, then. What is it? Uh, Eucharist. Pucharist? <laughs> uh, what is it? A eukaryotic cell is an organism that's made up of complex cells or as one single cell with complex structures. I knew that. Yeah. What are examples, then? The blob. eukaryotes. The blobs. And? That's them. <laughs> examples of eukaryotes are animals, plants... Animals. Algae and fungi. Plants, algae, and fungi, too. So basically, the blobs Everything. are alive. Oh my god. Well, they they were alive because Dottie absolutely stashed that shit so hard in her freezer. Oh my god, I've squished it. God bless. They're alive? Or That's they, crazy. They are alive or they were alive. Like, they'd been alive at some point. What? How are they coming from the sky? I don't know. And then after that three weeks of the blobs falling six times, they didn't fall again. And eventually everyone in the town just got better. And they just kind of moved on. I hate that we live in a world where things like this just aren't explained and everyone's just like, well, that was weird anyways. <laughs> yeah. Why are you guys not concerned? Hey guys, remember those blobs? Living <laughs> blobs were falling from the sky and everyone's just like, eh, that was strange. Anyway, what's for dinner? So there are some theories, obviously. Some people believe that it was aeroplane crap. What? Just, yeah, you know, like, when you poop in an airplane. <laughs> oh, like poop, airplane, like poop crap, in the airplanes. crap, yeah. However, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, 
First of all, aeroplane waste has to be dyed blue. Not for, like, aesthetics, but because the chemical that breaks down the waste colours it blue as well. Oh, right, okay. So that it matches the bathroom set. (laughs) And second of all, dropping waste mid-flight is kind of like... It's... I mean, yeah, it says forbidden. For pretty pretty obvious reasons, I feel like. What do they do with that? Do they just empty it when the plane lands? Yeah. Okay. But... Side note, do you remember that story about that girl whose party was ruined because a plane shit on it? No. I looked it up because I couldn't remember the specifics, but it was back in 2015 and she was having a sweet 16 and they just finished up with the cake. Apparently her dad was playing horseshoes and then bam, they were crapped on. What the, how, by a plane? Yeah, luckily they had like a canopy. Which Someone like, accidentally like ejected the poop or yeah. something? That's so funny. And I also remembered, I don't know why I've got so many like aeroplane waste memories. Um, there was someone here in England, um, it was a lady, and she had her house broken into by a big chunk of aeroplane waste. She had an <laughs> 18 inch hole in her roof from where it just absolutely smashed its way in. That's so funny. Right? I didn't realise this was an issue that we were, people were having in the world. For some reason, I just thought that that was all taken care of, and accidents didn't happen, and it was all fine. But no, people are getting shot on by aeroplanes. Can you imagine calling in to work? Being like, I can't come in an aeroplane is shit on me. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the that plane that had to come back to England, I think it was, because someone did a smelly poo. Is oh. what the, the newspaper said. Yeah, I the remember quote. that. Yeah. So, obviously, although people say that it's forbidden to drop the waste, it still obviously happens. Um, but even in those stories, the waste that was dropped was blue. But the blobs were always see-through, so. Alternatively, it could have been jellyfish. Apparently... For some reason best known to them, the Air Force was dropping bombs around this time, about 20 miles off of the coast of Washington. So theoretically, the bombs, these blobs, sorry, could have been jellyfish that were exploded and then floated in the clouds until eventually, like, precipitation and they came down with some rain. Can that happen? I guess. Bits of jellyfish floated up into the sky. And then rain down. These are like big bombs. Like, explosions go up. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But bombs are crazy. Six times in three weeks. That's a lot of unfortunate jellyfish. Yeah, it is. And I feel like too often. Maybe like once or twice. Right? Six times feels quite excessive. Six times is a lot. It's no longer an accident. No, the jellyfish are doing it on purpose. The They're jellyfish. trying to relocate. <laughs> jellyfish are like, wee! <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the blobs were a biological weapon being tested out. Some Oakvillians, I'm going to call them that forever, that's never changing, were sure that they'd seen slow-moving military aircraft nearly daily just before the blobs rained down on them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. It, I think it would make sense. A bit random, though. A bit, a bit of a strange thing. Blobs. But 
The government does a lot of mad shit, probably, so. True. Definitely, actually. <laughs> and finally, there's the possibility that it was star jelly. I think I mentioned this back in the Kentucky Meat Shower episode, but basically, star jelly is supposedly deposited on Earth during meteor showers, or it could be, like, frog spawn, or, like, spawn from toads. I don't know if it's called toad spawn. Is it? I don't know. You know things. Not a, 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 Maybe. Anyway, spawn that's been eaten and then vomited up by creatures that eat amphibians. Ew. Yeah. But that wouldn't explain why it was shooting down from the sky like rain, unless a big bunch of frog-eating birds were, like, hurling overhead all at once. Six times. For three weeks. <laughs> maybe. I hope not. Doubtful. Though. I hope it's anything but that. I would prefer biological testing. What do you think it is? I don't know. I think the most likely out of all of them is the jellyfish, I guess. Yeah, right? I don't know, though. But it sounds pretty dumb. The The Air Force were like, yeah, we were testing, but it was like, but that was nothing to do with us. Like, these were just like routine bomb tests. Yeah, they weren't squishy. Squishy boy yeah, test. we weren't aiming for smacks of jellyfish. I don't know. So yeah, that, that's it. That's all I've got. It was short, but sweet. How scary do you think? <laughs> These blobs are? The Oakville blobs are. I'm going to say two and a half. They're not very scary, but I'll give them an extra half because they killed, they animals. killed some animals. Yeah. And that's scary. How dangerous three yeah dangerous for animals not so dangerous for humans probably more inconvenient for humans and a bit weird i mean dotty was hospitalized oh true yeah but she was okay oh yeah well as far as i know <laughs> three feels like a good a yeah. good middle ground um what is the, <laughs> the likelihood what is the likelihood that something weird was going on five why were there blobs here Someone tell me why there were some blobs. I need answers. America, explain. Uh, what are your blob ideas? I guess airplane waste, although I don't think it's very likely because of the dye thing. Yeah. Um, Jellyfish? Jellyfish feels the most logical one, but even that seems dumb. It's weird when exploded jellyfish are the most logical option. <laughs> That's very true. Um... I don't buy the the toad one. Star Biological jelly. weapons. Bioweapons? You think that? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Anything else that I haven't mentioned? I really wish I could think of something clever. <laughs> but I can't. I'm sorry. Cloud goo. Who? Cloud goo? Yeah. I beg your pardon? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes rain when you mix it with jelly. Why is jelly in the clouds? Well, someone someone made a jelly and then they left it outside yeah, and it got it got really hot and the jelly melted a bit. Jelly and doesn't evaporate. And it evaporated into the sky and then we had a jelly cloud that was then smashed up by hitting another jelly cloud and they both just smashed onto the ground and then they... Uh, evaporated again and this just repeated i don't think you know how evaporation and precipitation works and that's that's what happens i hope 
to God. Like, you don't think that rain is when two clouds smash into each other? Subscribe for more science content. <laughs> you have anything else you want to add? I don't know. I'm done with these blobs. I'm done with your blobs. Rude. If you like the podcast, please go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and slash or Instagram at Myths Magic Pod. And if you want to get some extra cool content and some video content, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. Over on Patreon, we have it all. We've got great things. We've got everything, baby. You want to come join it? We've got our faces live and in motion telling you things that we won't tell you over here. Uh, extra episodes and lovely times um as well you get to know what's coming out before anyone else knows what's coming out and you get to know what we're doing before we know what we're doing what else merch 10 percent off our merch and you can go view our merch which is lovely and fabulous and you should buy it over on myths magic if you want to and murder.com yep that's it on the website we have a submissions and requests area or if you want to tell us your haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email those over on midsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. So this week I'm talking about something I haven't talked about in a little while, and that's aliens, baby! Woohoo! I'm talking about the Roswell incident, so let's just get straight into it. Sources are The Guardian, SmithsonianMag.com, Britannica, Wikipedia, ThisWeek.co.uk, History.com, and Space.com. I've just had an actual brain fart, I think. Because when you said that earlier, that you were covering the Roswell incident, I was like, huh, that sounds familiar. It's because it's on my list of things to cover. So I'm glad that we didn't <laughs> we didn't do that again. Oh. Oh, Nelly. I haven't looked into it, so this will be it's interesting. It's not on the spreadsheets. It is now. Behind the scenes content. It is now, but under my name. No, no. I mean, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I'm covering it now. How much did you read into it? I didn't really. It was on like one of those, you know, those lists of things like Listverse or BuzzFeed or whatever, where it's like 17 absolutely crazy, wazy things you didn't know happened on planet Earth. Yes, that's where I get a lot of my ideas from. I like to, this is off topic, I like to search something that I found particularly interesting and then go to similar searches and then go to similar searches of that, and then I go down a rabbit hole, and then I find a bunch of stuff to go. Oh my god, she's deep diving. So, some context on the story and the time period. In 1947, the United States was having a bit of a UFO craze, so everyone was reporting flying objects in the sky that everyone thought were aliens. Pilot Kenneth Arnold claimed that he saw nine UFOs flying like a saucer above the water near Washington. He estimated they were flying at about 1,200 miles per hour and said that no aircraft could reach those speeds and the Air Force also confirmed that they weren't testing any equipment. Wait, they were flying near Washington? Yeah. Maybe the blobs are alien waste. Oh my god, maybe they are. Maybe it's aliens. I can't believe I didn't write aliens. Oh god, duh. Maybe the blobs are aliens. I've written it down now, so it's gonna be. Living aliens. Oh, living? Yeah. The because they're alive. No, they, no. It means like they were once alive. They weren't alive falling. Maybe they fell out of the spaceship when it crashed in Roswell. Possibly. Well, wait, when was your, when was your set? 94. Oh, well, never mind then. Mine was <laughs> way earlier than that. Maybe it took a while. 
Anyways, this story reached the newspapers, and from there, everyone was using the term flying saucer and just generally being really curious about UFOs. So, long story short, this was a conclusion everyone was jumping to. This part might be like some exception, might not be, but we'll, we'll discuss it later. So on June 14th, 1947, W.W. Mac Brazel and his son Vernon were driving across their ranch land. They were both ranches just 80 miles out of Roswell, New Mexico. While driving, they discovered something very unusual and stopped to take a look. It was a massive wreck that Mac described as a long, wait, a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, and rather tough paper, and sticks. So it was a primary school craft table? Yes. Or was it aliens? So he didn't know what to do with this, but he collected all of the strange items that he could find and that he could carry, and he delivered it all to the Roswell Sheriff, George Wilcox, who was also incredibly confused. George contacted the commander of the Roswell Army Airfield, who contacted the oh my god, who contacted the commander of the 8th Air Force in Fort Worth, Texas. They also sent an intelligence officer to the area to investigate, so it was obviously being taken pretty seriously. For some primary school crafts. On July 8th, the newspapers got a hold of the story, and those involved made statements to the press. The local newspaper, the Roswell Daily Record, made a headline that said, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell. So obviously this blew up immediately. The wreckage was then taken to an army airfield, and in writings to the FBI, a major from the Air Force was quoted as saying that the disc is a, is a hexagonal shape and was suspended from a balloon by a cable. The balloon was approximately 20 feet and resembles a high-altitude weather balloon. I love that you say balloon. What? B-L-O-O-N. Balloon. Balloon. It's a balloon. <laughs> you are so sweet. Balloon. You're bullying me on our show. I'm ballooning you. Haha. <laughs> I should have remembered that you take the piss at me for saying balloon. Balloon. Because I wouldn't have talked about this. <laughs> How do you say it? Balloon. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm not being mean. It's just funny. I thought we were friends. Balloon. Balloon. They held another press conference where they demonstrated how the balloon would have looked <laughs> and showed all of the objects involved in the wreck. At this point, the story sort of died off because they were like, it's a weather balloon, move on. People even accused Mac of bringing additional items to the sheriff along with the balloon as a hoax, or that he'd jumped to conclusions because of the recent media surrounding the flying saucers. And that was it. It died. For 30 years. Until. Yeah, but then things started picking back up in the 70s. A UFO researcher named Stanton Friedman interviewed the intelligence officer who was sent to investigate the area after the crash. His name was Jesse Marcel. So Jesse's the only person to have seen the debris in its entirety before it was taken to the military base, and he was interviewed for a documentary. The documentary was originally created for limited release, but it ended up being broadcasted anyways. I don't really know why. Fair. The following year, the TV show In Search Of, which was basically a show in the late 70s, early 80s, that talks about all the stuff we talk about on the podcast, but on TV. Wow. But they get paid real money. Glad that stopped. <laughs> yeah, right? They heard an interview where Jesse talked about being in Staten's documentary, and he said that they wanted, to, they wanted to make some comments. They wanted to get some comments from him, but he wasn't at liberty to do that 
so all he could do was keep his mouth shut. General Ramey is the one who told the newspapers that it was a weather balloon and to forget all about it. But of course, they both knew differently. Drama. Pretty big statement. This comment like escalated the story and it was immediately one of the most popular UFO conspiracy stories of all time. And then the idea that it was a massive cover-up got out. Well, it obviously would be. Yeah. Yeah. Government doesn't want you to know about aliens, man. The way this conspiracy goes is that there were also alien bodies found next to the ship debris. The book UFO Crash at Roswell, released in 1991, featured a lot of stories from a mortician named Glenn Dennis. This is because back in 1989, an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, which I'm sure you know what that is. Oh, I fucking love Unsolved Mysteries. That aired, and it included stories of a man claiming to have seen alien bodies captured by the army. Glenn had called onto the show, you know, what you could like call into those kind of shows. Oh, so good. And he said that he had knowledge of alien bodies. That is a big thing to say. Ballsy statement. Right. For TV, too. Oh my goodness. Live and on the air. So after this, Glenn claimed that he received several calls. Oh no, on the show, sorry. He said that he received several calls from the airbase asking questions about body preservation and small airtight caskets. Ew. Which he presumed was for for aliens. Well, hopefully. He also says that a local nurse told him that she'd witnessed an alien autopsy. Oh, yikes. I feel like a normal autopsy is bad enough, let alone something where you don't know what's going to pop out. Y'all ever seen Alien? Yeah, I know. There's not an autopsy in it. Oh, I've not seen Alien. (laughs) I remember the autopsy scene from Alien. You fool! He isn't the only person who claims that they saw alien bodies at the crash site or somewhere else. So several people said that there were alien bodies taken from the site, and the army said that these were part of a parachute test in a later report. So basically, they said it was a weather balloon. And then when this all came back out again... They were like, you know what? It was a top secret government project named Project Mogul, and it was created to detect sound waves generated by Soviet atomic bombs. Okay, big lie to cover that up. So they were like, we couldn't tell you at the time because of the because it's War. a secret thing. Cobalt was before that. It's a secret top secret project. We can't tell you, so we had to say it was a weather balloon. Sorry, but it's not aliens, anyways. We're telling you the truth now. Ah, double bluff. It's never the truth if they're telling you it. <laughs> Is that how it works? That's how, that's how life works, Abby. You don't know? That's true. You, you think my name's Kate? What is it? Whatever I tell you is going to be a lie. Then, in 1995, film footage showing an alien autopsy was released by a London filmmaker. The footage was released on TV and the world went crazy for it. The creator said in 2006 that the film was mostly a reconstruction, but it was based off of genuine footage that's now been lost, and some of the frames in it were real. Of an autopsy? Yes, of an alien autopsy. Speaking of alien autopsies... How can you, how can you relate that to anything else? This reminds me, you know Doctor Who with the Slitheen? Yes. They did an autopsy, right? Did they? I'm pretty unsure now that you don't remember it. Mm. I don't but think... I seem to think that that was a thing that happened. But now thinking about it, that seems quite graphic. When I was a kid, I they scared me a bit. I won't lie. 
So I don't know whether I just sort of blacked that out. I don't Honestly, think I remember it. I don't think, think that that would have been a thing though, right? I think I just made that up. Yeah, I think you you yeah. just created a memory. That's uncomfortable. What what an what an obscure what a thing horrifying to horrifying memory to yeah to create. It was a weird dream you had. Maybe. And now for the big stuff. Most recently in 2012, a videographer named Adam Dew got a call from his former former business partner named Joseph Beeson saying that he had something he wanted to show him. So Joseph showed Adam some images that had been found 14 years earlier by his sister, who was hired to dispose of the belongings of an elderly woman who had recently died. You following? Yeah. This is oh my goodness. Yeah. I hate that I always sound like a teenage boy when I'm on this podcast. You mean you're not a teenage boy? Yeah. They didn't know the woman, but his sister couldn't bring herself to get rid of the images, so she brought them home and forgot about them until 2012. Oh my god, that's a long time to forget. She just put them in a box and put them on the wardrobe and then just forgot about them. We all know how that feels. Moving house showed me that I have far more than I ever thought possible. Many of the images were slides of President Eisenhower on a post-war victory tour, images of Bing Crosby, European towns and other really important things. Her brother Joseph worked in a publishing office and she was like, these must be of historical importance. I'll invite him to come look at them. Joseph obviously assumed that the woman had a somewhat powerful or important position within the government or like at least a relationship to be able to have these images. And then they found two extra images in the tray that were separate from the rest of them and wrapped in paper. When he opened them, he saw a small, brown, withered body in a glass case. It had a large, triangular skull, a tiny mouth, and elongated eye sockets. It also had half as many ribs as a human, with no collarbone, and its arms were attached to its top ribs. I hate that. I saw the photo. Is it gross? A little. He thought it was a dead alien, obviously. Well, yeah, as you would if you saw that. They contacted some experts who've all written books on the Roswell incident and asked them to take a look at the images. And then they took them to professors, colour experts, animators, and they tried to improve the clarity of the image as, as best you could. They also made an illustrator make a 3D copy of what it might look like alive. Could you imagine how exciting that would be? Like, you wrote a book about something that was like 30 years ago. Someone's like, I have pics of the alien. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my fucking god. And they're like, do you want to see? And you're like, Yeah. They also contacted the people at Kodak headquarters, who confirmed that the images were real and had not been tampered with. They also confirmed that they were developed between, between 1945 and 50, which means they fit well into the timeline. Wow. They also brought the images to Roswell and tracked down an Air Force base veteran who claimed to have seen the aliens when they were brought to the base. When they produced the footage, or the images, the Air Force vet said, that's what I saw in 1947. Wow. After three years of investigating and enhancing the image and, t and talking to people, they also attended many conventions and conferences where they discussed things that they'd found. They were extremely paranoid. One of them was like, yeah, a white van kept pulling up outside my house and I was terrified it was the government or something. But they were also really excited. However, there was one part of the image they had a lot of trouble enhancing and like de-blurring, and that was the card on the table next to the body. It had writing on it, but they couldn't see what it was. Frustrating. A member of a research group examined the image using a deblurring software after one of their big talks. 
and revealed that the card said, drum roll please, mummified body of a two-year-old boy. No. Everyone was immensely disappointed and assumed that it was a phony. The deblurring was a, was a fake. And they'd been trying to look into it for three years and that guy just did it in like 10 minutes, basically. And they eventually traced the mummy back to a museum. It was actually a mummy. No. Where it had been for many years and that's where they'd photographed it. Oh. I don't know why it was separate from the rest of the images or why it was even in the same, you know, stash of images. Maybe but she just didn't like to look at it. Maybe it freaked her out. So she was like, oh, I'm going to keep these separate, but like, it's really cool. Yeah, probably. It was a pretty, pretty gross image. Um, obviously, it's a really old body, you know. That sucks. Yeah. And that's where the story died. They got kicked off of all of the panels that they were supposed to be talking on because the image was just a mummified boy. And yeah, there was tons of media since that, lots of books and conspiracies. But what do you think? You want to do the scare scale first? Yeah, sure. How scary? Do I think it is that aliens possibly crash landed? This this Roswell thing, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half. It's like scary to think that there's more out there. Fair enough. How dangerous do you think this UFO crash is? One. Dangerous for the aliens, yes. How likely is it that an alien crashed at Roswell? I'm going to go middle ground and just say three. Okay. What are your ideas then? What do you think? See, I don't really know because I liked the idea of that photo being there. Like, I guess one of my ideas is just straight, it's aliens. Because it could be. Another one could just be like the parachute thing. Like they said it was. Yeah, well, the balloons that they used for the project, they were huge. I'll put a photo on social media at Myths Magic Pod. They're, they're big balloons. 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 <laughs> yeah, so it could it could have just been that. I don't know, because... It's hard when you look at things like this. For example, that guy being like, yeah, that's what I saw. I'm like, well, now we all know that you don't know what you saw. Yeah, because unless you didn't see that. it looked similar. What's the chances that an alien's going to look like a mummified body of a two-year-old boy? Do you want me to show you the photo? I don't think it's relevant. I just so you could see and think that maybe you would think it was an alien. Yeah, maybe I would think it was an alien, but if I'd seen a dead alien, I would know damn well what a dead alien looked like. Yeah, that's very true. You, that's not something you forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the way that you know what your mum looks like. Do you know what I mean? I guess if you see something that you know 100% is not human, you would know. Yeah, right? But then again, they thought that this wasn't human. Apparently they took it to an anthropologist who was like, that's not a human. And it was. It was confirmed to be a human. A really, really old human. You know, an ancient human. But still a human. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really stuck on this one. I kind of want to believe it because I like to believe um, that something like that could be real. And you had so much evidence going in the first half and then it, it just all fell apart. I know, I'm really sorry. I was excited writing it. I was like, oh my God. And I saw the photo and I was like, that's an alien? Okay, sure. And then it all fell apart. I'm heartbroken, honestly. I'm really sorry. I, ca I can't think of anything. It's either alien or it's not. Next time I'll find you some solid alien facts. You better hit me with them alien facts. When I was a kid, 
my brother got me into conspiracy theories and aliens and stuff. And I remember one time he was talking to me about aliens and it was really late. And by really late, I mean probably about 8pm because I was a child. Honestly, 8pm is late for me now. I've been yawning throughout this episode like a baby. And I, I googled real aliens, obviously. As you do. And then I put a video on YouTube and it was obviously fake aliens. You know, like videos. This was probably like 2005. There, was, there were no real aliens on YouTube. There was barely anything on YouTube. Me at the zoo was on YouTube, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was watching it. I remember it scared me so bad I couldn't sleep because I kept being like, an alien is going to take me. Oh. Aliens are going to hurt me. They're here it's and they're going to do mad shit. how afraid of aliens you were because I just kind of accepted, like, maybe they're out there, maybe they're not. Anyway, what's for dinner? My biggest fears as a child... Like irrational fears, as in you know, not like heights or like the dark, were aliens, ghosts, and um, like zombies. So I think I'm just projecting by doing this podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> I think I'm just hiding my deepest fears. I was afraid of like crimes happening to me. Well, there you go. And now here we are. Are you guys afraid too? Do you listen because you're all just trying to hide the fact that you're all so afraid of these things? Right. Please. I'm terrified of blobs. I would love to know, you guys, what your big fears are. Yeah, you don't have to give us your deep fears. Just, we, yeah, we don't have to know that you're afraid of dying alone. We get it. We oh just, my god, you can tell us that if you want. Oh Jesus, don't be mean about it. Right, well, I guess you... Just tell Abby. I don't want to be bogged down. Oh my god. <laughs> Kate, that's so mean. I'm only joking. I used to be afraid of Bigfoot, too. All right, we're ending this episode. <laughs> Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>